What's good, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Quarter Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Masoki, joined by my co-host, Jack Brazil. How is everyone today? Good, very good, very good. You well, must be, man. You got, you, you got your sleep, good. man. So you, you're no, you got your sleep, but also, what happened last night? Yeah, so I was lost, but I'm, yeah. I'm still very good today. Back to choking fourth quarters. Hey, man. Hey, look, close game. It's that time of the season, man. Close to playoffs, getting the seeding. Palms get sweaty, backside get tight. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year. <laughs> I'm doing a Stephen A impression, but yeah, man. Uh, well, let's let's swiftly move into uh, the first segment, which is our performance of the week. Yes, uh, sir. We'll start with the best, but you can kick it off, Jack. Hey, man. Luka Doncic is he's making a late run for that MVP title. Let me let me tell you that. I still have him at four. I still have him at four, but the guy has been in unbelievable form, and that was just show, showcased last night. 35-9 and 13 against the Cavs. Um, game before that, 34-12 and 12 against the Lakers in 29 minutes. I mean, it is the Lakers, but I digress. Luka Doncic has been in unbelievable form, especially this past week. Um, and I think um, you could kind of split Luka's season into two parts, right? You could you could split it into before the trade deadline and after the trade deadline. Um, obviously, he came into the to the season. Luka Doncic, you know, a bit out of shape, a bit pudgy. A little bit. Um, uh, but you know, locked in straight away and. Um, Ever since they got, they got rid of Kristaps Porzingis, he's been on a tear, 32, 10, and 8 uh, since that trade. And he just makes everyone around him so much better. And I think he has that kind of kind of genetic trait that very few basketball players are born with, that they genuinely make everyone they play with better. And, you know, you, you point to people like LeBron James, you have that you have that trait, you have that DNA, um, and that that just makes for a special basketball player. And I tweeted the other day, maybe I was a, I was a little bit too excited, but I said the only thing stopping Luka Doncic from becoming the GOAT is Mark Cuban. <laughs> um, maybe I was a little bit excited, because obviously there's probably six NBA titles in, in the way of that happening. But um, as long as he's surrounded with competent pieces, like you see, saw yesterday, Dorian Finney-Smith, 28 point, points yesterday, his career high. And Dorian Finney-Smith came out after the game saying, uh, Luca tries to help everyone, man. He just cares about the team winning. He was trying to get me to 30 points. Um, so, you know, he's a high usage player, yes, but the fact that he makes everyone so much better, you can live with that. And, um, yeah, Luca is, you know... He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. I would say probably the most... Transcendent talent. I was going to say the most... Ooh... This, this might be a big statement. The most talented player in the NBA. Silence. Crickets. Maybe. Mm. Crickets. The he, fact that he started playing at such a young age, yeah. I think, says a lot. Yeah. Because you know, he, he me, was, the only he, thing holding back is that three-point... His three-point isn't as... Obviously, he takes very difficult shots. Yeah. But it's not quite... Uh, as consistent as you'd want Shooting it to be. Shooting 40% from three since since the trade deadline? I mean... That's I a big sample size, by I the way. I said consistent. Uh, that's, that's 40% about, is inconsistent. That's about a month. I'm yeah. talking about over his... Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about over his career so far. It's, but, it has yeah, but he always is fucking game he winner the three Dallas. against yeah. the Celtics. Yeah. He, he's got that clutch DNA as well. Yeah, he's got yeah. the clutch DNA. Yeah. But I'm just saying when you have players like Kyrie Irving in the league I think they're a little bit more talented but I, I get his his build as well it goes, it goes towards I think that being, being taller Ellison, as well he's still 23 yeah Tw- just turned 23 yeah. as well that is the crazy thing yeah the, ne- the next Durant, stage 
the but, next stage yeah, for playmaking. The next sure. stage for Luka Doncic is making a is is making a good playoff run. Mm. Yeah, because they're not going to run into the Clippers this year. It doesn't look like so. Um, <laughs> we'll wait, see. won't they? We'll see. We'll see, man. Actually, I don't I, actually no. Yeah, they they're up to three now, aren't they? So they yeah, they are. Ah, no, they shouldn't. Where where are the Clippers? The eight, eight. seed. So they would be seven, like they know. Okay, they shouldn't because Dallas. I don't think they're catching Grizzlies. So, but yeah, Luka but Doncic. Now, speaking of his uh, of his talent, I was actually talking with. Uh, a Euroleague um, reporter yesterday, yeah. uh, Xavier uh, Bardalet, and he was telling me about how he... Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> he was telling me about how, um, obviously, he's been covering them for over a decade, and so he saw Luca's progression, mm. and he said that uh, when he first arrived, he was just a pure scorer. He played a small forward and a power forward, but a lot was put into <laughs> him, like, uh, developing guard skills mm. and you can tell with like that's the something that they had they had him in like really important games obviously he's a EuroLeague MVP rookie of the year and all of that and so the, what he, like the skills that he was able to develop like in that system playing against better players kind of shows yeah. like compared to younger players in America who they're kind of all raw talents like they're really athletic but they don't quite ha- come in with that level of skill but Luca has been like putting a lot into from a young age, being able to develop yeah. like guard skills, and, so. and he played with Sergio Lul, who is one of the best point guards like in Europe. So yeah. that says that means a lot because when you're young point guard and you and you play with one of the better ones, like better in Europe, so that that helps. Kobe Kobe Bryant said himself, like the system that they have out there is far superior to high school basketball. As you've seen in some clips recently, and and that's that's why you know European players are dominating the league right now. That is probably a, a large part to do with it. I also think the EuroLeague is, um, it's, it, 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 made, it must have made Luka Doncic so much stronger mentally. Yeah. And I, I think that's what has allowed him to be such a good playoff performer so early on in his career and such a clutch performer. Yeah, he's yeah. played in big games. Like, yeah, and if you see some of the atmospheres out in well, the EuroLeague. he played, uh, like, he won the uh, Euro, like, Euro basket with Slovenia. Mm. Yeah, against um, Chris Porzingis, right? Earlier in the early yeah. in the yeah, in, in but the nah, he won, like he they won against Serbia, so against Jokic. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, you see some of those atmospheres they oh, have yeah. in European basket. He's battle tested. I mean, there's a lot of ignorant like Americans. I remember. <laughs> I think ignorant is the number one word to describe Americans anyway. Yeah. So, you know. But, that's but too, there was a lot saying like, oh, is he? He's like, is Luka Doncic battle tested? He did not play in the NCAA tournament, like, <laughs> bro. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's guy's a, been like, playing against grown men. He's since been he playing was in the 16, second, 16, the second exactly. best league in the world, like against former NBA players. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like it's, it's a different, it's a different level in Europe. In you like Europe, I think. Uh, Basketball court is small as well. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. harder to score. Cause so, that because that famous quote about him saying it's easy to score in the NBA. NBA yeah. It's easier to score a buck in the NBA. Obviously, it's more talented defenders and talented people, but like just as a whole, like the size of the court, the you rules. Just, yeah. You know, in the paint, you can you can pretty much goaltend like yeah. to a certain extent, yeah. and you don't, there's not really that three seconds. There's no three second violation. Yeah, as well. so like, imagine if Rudy go, go bad. Could just sit in the paint. Yeah, because if you've seen Yuri in um, international competition, yeah. like he's just yeah. dominating the paint because he's just. Yeah. You can set up a chair in the paint and just <laughs> sit there, have a newspaper. But one thing I do agree with with Luka Doncic, I, I watched his um, podcast with JJ Reddick. Yeah, so. He said about the timeouts being so long in America, and I have to agree because there's sometimes like yeah. two, 2 3 a.m. Well, that's because the like, EuroLeague ones are for. 
for like for you to make um, tactical decisions. Yeah. The American ones are for advertising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the American ones are for the like talk about Burger King. So, but, but yeah. no, but in all seriousness, like I think basketball would be so, so, like a much more accessible sport and would be so much more popular if the timeouts were shorter because in football or in rugby or whatever you don't have those long stoppages yeah. where people can switch off and like, I know it's a bigger conversation about like whatever like fan bases and stuff but so yeah. we won't get into it too much but, but it's, it's a big it's a big like kind of balance that they have to have between they're trying to perfect the the decisions that are made so like refereeing and stuff mm. all these new reviews the the challenge call now yeah. and just reviewing everything in the last two minutes that kind of how much are we how much do we care about human error versus just the pace of the game because yeah. sometimes you have like the last two minutes of the game lasting half an hour yeah. By the way, did you see um, Austin Rivers getting ejected last night? Oh, oh my god. They reviewed it as well. Yeah. Did you see they reviewed KD it? KD well? said that's embarrassing. It was yeah. embarrassing. Like, that was horrendously you didn't even bad. Touch, like, how you review this? And I think referees ejected. should. Referees should. Firstly, they should get fined for that. Yeah. Mm. Sure. <laughs> some, some, sure. I mean, gee, <laughs> But I mean, like, should they have to. Should they have to like publicly do like press conferences and stuff to explain yes. their cause? Yes. Because uh, something needs to be done. People like. have been saying this in football for a long time as well. Like they do not get called should have to publicly explain their decisions. Yeah, because at least in the NFL they get protected so much. Yeah, like. in the NFL they have to like they're like mic'd up to the whole arena and it's blasting. They have to explain their call like mm. live. They do that in rugby as well. Yeah, so that kind of. There needs to be some accountability because that that was ridiculous. It was reviewed. It was reviewed in slow motion, and then um underneath, because <laughs> uh, he commented on a Instagram post about it, and then Lance Stevenson commented underneath like you knew what you were doing, but it's all love, it's all basketball. We were both playing hard. <laughs> I was like, what? You knew what you were doing. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. He am not touching you. Like, it's crazy. You see, they nearly blew. They nearly blew that lead, didn't they? The Nuggets. Yeah, they were up yeah, like, like 45, 15 <laughs> in the first quarter. Yeah, that was the biggest uh, first quarter league mm. um, in, in a while blew it. of the season so yeah nah. but anyway let's let's get to uh, yeah Matas you can give your best best performance it's going to be Jason Tatum shock like, shock yeah, player. shock of course, shock. Oh, not Grant like, Williams not this has week he, has he cooled off has he cooled yeah. off now? <laughs> yeah he's been off yeah it, it, it was a lot to expect him to to keep up with that yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. but yeah Tatum like he won another player of the week as well and he well last few games he's averaging he's not even last few games <laughs> <laughs> last 10 games what was that sound? it was YouTube video it was YouTube video it was YouTube video it was a YouTube video this is a family video. friendly podcast man this it is was a family a friendly podcast <laughs> Uh, in the last ten, even slightly last hey man, ten. Close days. your tab, man. Carl <laughs> <laughs> Williams got him excited. <laughs> oh, now nah, keep going, man. Oh, Don't nah, lose this your train. Is, this is a <coughs> Let's not lose this thing. We're, we're all professionals here, man. Yeah. <coughs> the last ten games. Uh, Tatum averaging like 30 points, mm. 7 rebounds and 5 assists. Like, he, he recently he's been playing like amazing. And what, what's impressed me the most about Tatum is the jump he's taken on defense as well. Yes. Like, yeah. he's a legit lockdown. He's so underrated. He's yeah. an NBA, all-NBA level defender. Yeah, and for sure. For some reason, um, I, th- I think he's, is he the third best defender on that team? Or it's debatable, isn't it? Because of... Third, fourth. Yeah, I, but I would put four, fourth. 
Who would you put above him? Would you put yes. Brown over him? Smart. Uh, he's a better defender than Brown. Smart, Willemus and Brown. I think he's a better He's defender. a better defender than Brown. I think he's a better defender than Brown as well. He is a better defender than Jalen Brown. Yeah. Maybe like this like this season he improved, but I like think last few seasons it was always Brown. Yeah, before, him. but I think he's clearly now. And I like think his like length helps him. On yeah, like his long, his so. the way he's built and like how he's so like nimble and agile yeah. for for someone of his size. Obviously, yeah. helps him tremendously on both ends of the floor. Yeah, he's got the frame and like over the recent years he's put on a lot of like muscle as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where so. where would you have him in your um MVP? Like he's not winning the MVP, so no, no, I'm not saying I'm not. Listen, I, I, never, I'm like, not I, I don't want to get into that talk because we're, like he's I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about this later. But the boredom theory, man, of, of we're, we're having 30 player MVP there's, conversations yeah. now. Three like, MVP half the league That's is it. in the half the league is in the MVP conversation now. One man. player has good week. Oh, maybe he should be MVP. Mm. Right? But yeah, no. we'll, we'll say this for later. We'll say this for later. No, but yeah, he's been yeah, like Tatum, amazing yeah, recently. He's, yeah, he's like, been great, and it's like now that I think debatable. He probably won't make first team, but like when all this uh, stuff that Jokic trying to be can make yeah. it. It's all about peaking at the right time. Though, yeah, and like players, people were but saying. But I think they, Tatum, they they said something like Tatum can be voted in a guard as well. It's weird. They just pick and choose. Last like, we're going to talk about this. Like, well. What's the point? Uh, last se- last about season, well. he didn't make it because he had more vo- uh, votes than Kyrie, but Kyrie had more vo- votes as a guard, okay. and he made it that way. But and Tatum had yeah, it was weird, yeah. and like because Tatum could walk like forward guard and like yeah, yeah that was weird. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll go into yeah, that. but yeah, we'll Tatum but I think that was that was um, the next step Tatum had to take to be considered as a top ten player was the defensive end, and now he's doing that, and I think, I think wi- yeah, wi- widely he's well. yeah, but, but I think that's. Um, a lot of that to do is Emir Doka, like the system you play. Yeah. Like you've 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 ball moment. You've pivoted away from that that ISO <sighs> ISO ball. Tag. And I know that pain right now, man. It's so <laughs> it's so hard to watch that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think the passing is a lot to do with Emir Doka's system. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, defensively he's been uh, great yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Josh? Yeah, I've I've got Paul George. Uh one game and he's player of the week. Yes. <laughs> he is. Nah, too fair, that was that this was this guy is coming off. Wait, hold on. Josh is finally praising Paul Joyce. I feel like I praised him last playoffs, but nah, you did. But we are the the foundations of this podcast. Yeah, we're yeah, built, yeah. We're, we're built, built on, on you. Paul Joyce. Yeah, Lander, yeah. literally. <laughs> I just wanted him to be better, man. I, I thought I, he was going to file like a restraining order or something <laughs> against you, bro. You were. He, he did a lot. He did a lot for my Twitter on uh on that day on uh. <laughs> That fateful game, <laughs> game seven collapse. Yeah, uh, in the bubble. But those those, those days were in the past. I, I remember mean, the days where he was hitting the side of the backboard. You were you were loving that. It's the side of the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> you were but, loving. Uh, yeah. Um. So he he's coming off forty three games without playing mm. since December. Mm. He was thought to have needed surgery, but he decided to fight that and just try to get his way back this season. He said in his post game interview that. You know, he didn't want to see his he didn't want to leave his brothers hanging and he wanted to come and even if even if it is just him returning and not Kawhi, just finishing strong in this season. Yep. And they have no incentive to lose because OKC have their pick, obviously. Yep. So but yeah, getting to the performance itself. An efficient thirty four, six and five steals. Yeah, thirty four points, six steals, five assists. He hit uh, I think it was seven threes. 
First game back, obviously. Looked like he hadn't missed a beat. Yeah, and he led a 25-point comeback. With against Jazz. Against the Jazz. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll talk about them later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is um, the Clippers' fourth 20-point comeback of the season, which is, like, the most... Like, if Ty Lue knows what to do, it's comeback. Uh, that's, that's the difference between Ty Lue and Doc Rivers, clearly. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah... Um, yeah, he's, just, he's playing at... That's just a crazy thing to do, like, with that much time out. Uh, there's, it's, it's rare to see a player be able to do that. Yeah, in the um, first game back as well. That's, like, what you'd expect from KD, Kyrie. And he's that type of player where he's got such a smooth game. Um, to be able to lead that... To, to make that comeback as well, because that's taxing on you. You'd think that, OK, put him on a minutes restriction. All right, we're down We're down by 25, so let's just let, let him get some rest. But, uh, that, yeah, that's an amazing comeback. Before. But I think I think that's testament to having having faith in your in your rehab process because it, it felt like they didn't rush him back. Like, they kind of... They they made sure he was 100% before he came back. Yeah, but so even with that, there's nothing that prepare you for an NBA yeah, game, yeah, and sure. especially 25-point sure. comeback. Yeah. Um, uh, how many how many minutes he played? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. It was only in 30, it was only 31 minutes as well. Wow. That he had 34 points, six assists, five steals. Wow. So, I, I saw a lot of shouts... Um, after that game on NBA 12. And I think that solidly puts him in the MVP conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw I saw a lot of shouts on NBA Twitter saying after that game that Paul George is the best shooting guard in the NBA. What, what, do, what do we make of that? I think... Uh, yeah, with everyone healthy, who's the best shooting guard in the NBA? I used to say James Harden, but obviously not anymore. Um, James Harden. I, I, yeah, oh, that's, that, that is tough. If he's a shooting guard, then it, it might be him in terms of just consistency. Both sides of the ball as well. And he's yeah. one of the best three-point shooters of all time as well. If you look at, like, he's been shooting seven a game at, like, let me see, actually. Yeah. Over the, like, over the course of his career. He was kind yeah, of ahead. Very impressive. He was kind of ahead of the curve in terms of, like. Yeah, yeah true. Like, if you actually look at the stats, he is one of the best three-point shooters of but all time. But he still gets disrespected every time, yeah. every game. He's a two-way player, a, like, a high-level scorer. Um... And that that run that he had last playoffs, yeah, uh, it silenced a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it silenced a lot of people. So, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I, I was one of his biggest supporters. <laughs> I think the I think the record shows different, but you know, hey, you, I think I think I was the loudest MVP MVPG voice. Yeah, when he was, was when he was in OKC. Yeah, am I course. supposed to support someone? Am I supposed <laughs> to call him great whilst he's whilst he's? Trying? Yeah, but don't don't act like you weren't licking your lips, like ready to record all days. Like you were ready to slander that guy. I'm a professional, man. I'm all about content. I don't Slander discriminate. Is a, I have to respect that. Content. I have to respect that. But um, I, I would say for me, it's between probably him and Devin Booker right now. Um, I, I do kind of want to put... After what has happened this week, I feel it feels a bit harder to say this, but Donovan Mitchell, I think, has to be recognised up there as well because of his how good he's been in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think PG rises above both of them because of oh, his yeah, two way because of his two way play. Yeah, 100%. He's an all NBA level defender and yeah. an all NBA level offensive player as well. So, yeah. Should we move on to surprise? It's definitely not Stephanie not Clay Thompson anymore. Disappointing. Disappointing? Yeah, worst 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 players. Yeah, worst performances of the week. I'll go first. Uh Duncan I mean Clay Thompson. <laughs> um <laughs> 
Clay Thompson, I mean... Jimmy for, Jimmy for that. If anyone had the misfortune of watching him play basketball yesterday, I truly apologise. Um, 13 points on 21 shots. 5 of 21 from the field. Um, uh, there's one thing about Clay, he's gonna get his shots up. He's he gonna will get, get his shots up. What did he take like 22 shots in his I first mean, game back in less than 20 minutes? <laughs> he in, will get his shots his, up. Since Steph Curry went down, he's averaging 21 shots a game. Um, and how many points? 23, but he's shooting 41% from the field. What's he shooting from three? He's shooting 40% from three, to be fair. Okay, so it's but, probably but over three. Not gonna, <laughs> yeah. you, not gonna lie to you, the game against Atlanta helps him a lot. Oh, yeah. a lot because oh, yeah, he, yeah. he had 37 on like 56% from three so that helps that a lot so obviously it's a really small sample size so that number is going to deviate that a lot but uh, Clay Thompson and then I just want to drag someone else in with him um, where is Hayo Muse <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Hayo Muse shout man. out to Hayo Muse quickly um, quickly surpassing st- uh, Stat Muse yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it's not very hard I mean whoever runs the Stat Muse tour account <laughs> I've got all the respect for the for the website though, but yeah, no, that music itself is a very valuable, yeah, very useful as well. So elite, good. great idea, yeah. Like, but the way the website is run is, is amazing. But the as Twitter well. account, the Twitter account, oh man, yeah, Andrew Wiggins as well. Um, Andrew Wiggins, man, All Star starter, Andrew yeah. Wiggins. Since 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 he was named All Star star, fifteen points per game, on forty percent from the field, twenty eight percent from free. Um, and obviously the Warriors have now fallen to the four seed with Luka Doncic and Mavericks overtaking them. Obviously, look, any team is going to miss Steph Curry, right? There's no doubt about that. But does it call to Steve Kerr's coaching ability that they capitulate so much when one of their stars goes out of the lineup? Definitely. Because it was the it's same with Draymond Green, yeah. same with Steph Curry right now. Yeah. Um, obviously, when they didn't have Clay Thompson, they weren't making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So does it does it, that expose Steve Curry a little bit? Yeah, like you need, or you need like three Hall of Famers minimum to yeah. <laughs> to win games. Yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look good for his for him. And look, I, f- I feel harsh saying Clay Thompson because he's coming off like a year and a half, nearly two, two years, two years, two, two, years. years. two major injuries. Two, yeah. yeah, two years out back of the game, to back. Um, Achilles and ACL. But at the same time, like when you're. Like you, you do have to step up in a sense when when your guy goes down, and that's your that's your responsibility. So like, thirteen points on twenty one shots against the Suns, which is like a a, play, a matchup we could well see in the playoffs. Um, you, I think yeah. you you've got to be better, and Andrew Rings as well. You've got to be better as well. Um, and obviously Steph Curry's going to help a lot again when he comes back with the spacing. And stuff. Is there any news when he's coming back? I I don't I don't know. Um, I I will get that up. Why don't, why don't one of you two say your Disappointing performance. Uh, my disappointing performance is a bit different because I'm disappointed in the Raptors fans, especially after the Celtics game. Well, what did they do? Because we played with our four starters, with, uh, with only Marcus Smart. Oh, well, because they gassed up um, they, Pascal Siakam's performance. Like, in general, they got so gassed up because they beat our bench in overtime. And they were saying, oh, yes, give us the Celtics in the playoffs. Give us the Celtics. <laughs> And then, like everyone, like Celtics family, like, just come down. Like it's just game against the bench. And oh, what about the second game of the season when like we beat you with all starters? Like, just chill. Just, just like, chill. Yeah. Like they and they have the whole team. Like all their team was healthy. Everyone played in their team. 
But you know what it is? I this think guy's it, turning like these performance of the week stuff into like his personal yeah. Celtics yes. agenda. <laughs> no, I'm just, just I got annoyed with that. Like, and the like then the Raptors fans going at some like some of the Celtics reporters as yeah. well on Twitter. Like, why? Yeah, Raptors fans have had some shaky moments. I remember them giving like a round of applause when like Clay went down. Yeah. in the playoffs. So they've they've had some shaky moments for sure. That's how it will change them. And then sometimes saying Siakam is better than Tatum, like. Okay, so I've 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 googled Steph Curry injury. Yeah. First headline is Steph Curry reacts to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Keep my wife's <laughs> name out. <laughs> nah, that was that was insane. That was, Let's not talk uh, about that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think everyone's had enough of that. I mean, I've seen ESPN and Undisputed milking it. Like they've had like five. Se- they've had more segments about that than they've had about you know like Cade Cunningham or PG yeah, or anything. For real. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. But, but speaking of the Warriors, just quickly speaking, going back, I have to give some shout. Out to but Jordan. not Curry's injury though. Yeah, but there's like nothing really. Oh, there's nothing. So um, uh, yeah, yeah. Go but on. gotta give a shout out to Jordan Poole. Massive shout out to Jordan Poole. Ball the sat line he put up yesterday. He's yeah. He he really kept the. The Warriors close yeah. because Andrew boy. Riggins disappeared. Um, Clay. Obviously, Clay disappeared. Um, the stat line last night. Let me just get it up quickly. I think it was thirty-three nine and seven, and like no Warriors put that stat line up other than Steph Curry. So and he kind of plays that Curry. He yeah. does. He's very he very shifty. Very shifty. Very shifty. I saw one where he split. He split a double. Like he went between behind his leg and then oh yes I saw that 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 was so good that was so good he is nice man I don't I don't know about because as we said the other day you know the the debate about um, him and Clay like if Clay continues to play like this how do you justify putting Jordan Poole on the bench obviously he'd be a great sixth man but he hasn't really liked that role he hasn't accustomed to that role recently and like can you afford to keep him in that role and risk losing him yeah Jordan Poole since Steph Curry went down in seven games is averaging 28 points six assists and five rebounds that's what you call stepping up Clay that's how you step up for your team and look at him at the start of the season before Curry oh, yeah. returned as well yeah exactly so really a majority of this season he's are, been hooping are we thinking it's a fit issue then do you think Definitely. Jordan Poole and yeah. Clay Thompson can coexist he's yeah. not a He's he's not a bit, he's not a sixth man. Yeah, like, this guy's definitely got a lot some of potential, people, but not Jordan Poole right now. He's got some great potential. So, how old is Jordan Poole? Twenty-five. Is he younger? Younger. Yeah, that sounds old for him. Has he been? In, but like, I feel like he's been kind of. He's one of those yeah, players that get, came. He did yeah, play like yeah. first season. No, he's twenty-two. My bad. Yeah, he's I was gonna say twenty-five. Twenty-eight pick in the, in twenty nineteen draft. So he's um. He's had to be patient for his opportunity, but like he's yeah. grabbing it with both oh, hands yeah. right now. So you you got got to give up. It's kind of like a, not not quite the level, but it's kind of like an Anthony Simon situation where yeah, similar. Is there any is there room for him, especially in a team that's trying to still contend? And uh, uh, Andre Iguodala has continued to say that he doesn't like the way that the Warriors have handled this kind of period since KD and that they have a lot of young players and they seem to not want to go all the way into the contending direction. Mm. And he went as far to say that the Warriors front office are disrespecting uh, Curry, Clay, and Draymond with the way that they're going about, you know, with, with young players because he believes that they have kind of a mindset. A but they have a mindset where they think like, oh, we're cool. Like, we can rebuild the magic of the 2016 Warriors all over again and, like, with our new players. Like, we're good enough at drafting that. We don't need 
we don't need to focus all in on this Curry era that we can just recreate it again. What do you what do you think about that? You're not something like that, which is like how many teams in NBA history have, re- yeah. have had that type of run? Exactly. The Bulls, the Lakers in the you know eighties and nineties. So the Celtics in like the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> like they're one of the all-time. The Celtics in two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny guy. Yeah. I mean, the way they talk about it, you. Yeah. No. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, like um, yeah. So banking on that is is insanity because if you think about what it took for them for them to get. Uh, to get to that they needed Curry to suffer injuries early in his career so that he signed a lower contract mm. if Curry plays at his potential the whole time he he's worth too much money to, to keep to even keep yeah. Clay to keep they nearly traded Clay as well for Kevin Love but Jerry West t- uh, advised them not to um Draymond Green being drafted in the second round so they could afford to give him an extension rather than giving him like a first round pick type extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of things had to work for them and getting KD as well. The the league, so the league the league got a new TV deal, uh, which expanded the the uh, what's it called the cap space for that season. Yeah, but there was like a there was a vote of whether to gradually increase the cap the cap room or to just like get a lot of it in that one season and everyone voted to do it in that season which gave them the ability to sign KD mm. they wouldn't have been able to afford him if it was a regular cap year so, so a lot of things, lot have things had to go their to, way a lot yeah. of things have to work so yeah also, on being able to do that is insane they're also assuming Curry, Clay and Jeremiah are still at that level yeah. as well and they're assuming that I mean, I think they're talking about post, you know, post Curry, Clay, and, and Draymond. So thinking that they can just draft players and get because what what have they really done with their picks? They they refute. So they they took Wiseman over Lamelo because of supposed fit. But I mean, you always draft for ability. So yeah, that that's insane to think that you're gonna get be able to replicate that with new players. I think yeah. you go all in. You have Curry who's still playing at that type of level. Like you have to go in all and capitalize on that. So you, you think they should have traded their, their young players? Um, I think, yeah, I do think they have to favour a particular direction that fits. Yeah. Paul might be on the way up. But but I, I also do think that, like, they're, they're competitive now. I'm not saying they're going to win the title, but, like, they're competitive now, but I do think they have the pieces to be set up for a future without those three, which, yeah. is, which is good. Because like Kaminga's shown a lot of flashes this year. Yeah. James Wiseman, we don't know what his ceiling is yet. Jordan Poole could easily, I could see him easily being a number one option. Yeah, but yeah. none of them, com- none of them complement the the style of play. That's one, that, the formula that wins for them right now. Normally. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's good. But it might take time for them to to get more accustomed to that. But yeah, but like, they're thirty three years old. Yeah, 30, I think they're win now mode. That's they don't have time. That's that's hundred. No that's hundred. Oh no, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the young the young players. I'm saying. Yeah, like, but that's my point. Is that you yeah. have to. Pick a direction. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You have to pick. Yeah. Like, like it's very difficult to like combine young and like good old. Yeah, you can't be on two. You can't be on two paths at the same yeah, time. Because a nineteen-year-old rookie, although, although you could obviously Kaminga's probably more talented, like so, than someone like Barbosa, who was like a great veteran and a great role player for that team. He's more talented, but he doesn't do the same thing. So it's yeah. like that experience goes a long way. Yeah, we all, you might have more talent. It doesn't necessarily mean you have the winning formula. We all yeah. watched the last dance, and what 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 broke them up is Jerry Krause thinking, 
oh, I don't need I don't need to do it with MJ. I c- I'm good enough at drafting that I can replicate this. I can win without MJ yeah. and all of that. So ego. Every there's there's no there's no championship team that's had that balance of two of developing young players at the same time as mm. getting better. You have to you have to make that distinctive yep. decision. So and I also don't think Steve Kerr is that adaptable. No, like he's not adaptable yeah. enough to do that. So and maybe no coaches, but um, you kind of do see it a little bit with the Suns. You know, like they developed DeAndre Ayton and Mikel Bridges to win as they were getting better. Do you know what I mean? So those yeah. those they they, they, they grew had in. to bring in CP3. So oh yeah, but like and uh, Jay Crowder and stuff. So yeah. it's like is it, they yeah. found the right balance. I feel like yeah, they yeah yeah. It's like if you if you find um, a position, but the the Warriors are at the end of their like they're at the end of their prime. So it's different. Obviously, the Warriors at the time, whilst they were winning, everyone was kind of young. You know, what I mean, Curry wasn't thirty yet. Curry was in his prime. So if you get the right balance for where it works, where you have most of your team being young and you can still contend, then that's fair enough. But in terms of having a your main core be a certain age and every mm. supporting cast be like significantly younger, that doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Where were we? But yeah, uh, we were, this all started with Raptors fans. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I'll give my worst. I'll give my worst. Yeah. Speaking of uh, well, well-run organizations, uh, we'll go with the Lakers. Uh, Frank Bobo still has job. He, he he's a terrorist to the game. Man. He must he must have some dirt on. He's got some dirt on Jesus. He's probably like the main. He must be like the main source for uh, for winning time. You know, the new new Lakers show. By the way, winning time. The show. If you haven't watched it, that's probably the best thing going for the Lakers right now. Like that show is elite. (laughs) I Uh, I still need to. I still have. But have you seen? Have you seen that meme? It was like um, it's it's uh oh my gosh, who is it? It's like you got you got a terrorist and then you got um. Uh, Doc Rivers right next to him, and it's like you can kill the you can kill the man, but you can't kill the idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's the same thing with Steve uh, with Frank Vogel, because like this guy in in two of his losses, he ran a small ball lineup. Whilst Kristaps Porzingis was killing them, he decides to go with a small ball lineup, having Russell Westbrook as Kristaps Porzingis' primary defender, oh, and then does the oh. same thing with Valanciunas. Then, oh my god. Yeah, he doesn't even so he'll call timeouts, but he doesn't even run like a set player out of the timeout. Like mm. he'll call a he'll call like a, tw- a two minute timeout in just the fourth he's quarter. He's just calling water breaks. Yeah, because <laughs> a two minute timeout in the fourth quarter, and then the the ball is inbound and they just do a random ISO. Like is 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 ridiculous. So the Lakers they blew twenty three point lead to allowed the yeah to the Pelicans who that's that's a tiebreaker they've now yeah. lost. So they blew a 23-point lead, allowed 40 and a quarter, outscored 66 to 29 in the second half. They gave up 82 at a half in their last game. They're now 5 and 15 in their last 20 games. Lost all the tiebreakers of everyone around them. They now sit at 11th seed. Damn. So the Destin's are they yep. back to 10 They're now? Back to them because Spurs lost last night. Fair enough. But like the des- like their destiny is no longer in their hands with the current situation, and they've got one of the toughest strength of schedules remaining in the yeah. league and now you've got LeBron out so it's like what do you do you sit LeBron for the rest of the year that's that's the question because obviously you want to make the playoffs but at what cost yeah and then like LeBron's LeBron's injury that that definitely complicates things 
and he's still gunning for that scoring title, but he's not even eligible yet because they've now got seven games left and he has to play in at least three to be eligible for awards. So And so if like they make play ins, are they going I don't think they That's make not it playoffs. Even no. Because they at this point they would play Pelicans. I would take Pelicans over Lakers right now. I mean yeah, like the the headset shows. Yeah. Right. Um, Shaq, Shaq in his podcast said that um, the Lakers probably won't make the play-in, but if they make eighth seed, they'll beat the Suns in the first round. Yeah, like he. <laughs> how? The th- the funny thing is on <laughs> they can't on, like, on Twitter I was seeing loads of Lakers fans like when they were up big on. Oh the yeah, head. you don't want us. No one wants to face <laughs> us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's like give us CP in the first round. Lakers in six. It's no like, one wants to face a healthy LeBron. Do you know what I haven't seen this year? I haven't seen that meme with LeBron where he's got the cigarette. It's like um. Oh yeah, Lakers in four. Lakers yeah, yeah. in four. I haven't seen that yeah, this yeah. year. And we all know why. <laughs> We all know why. Yeah, um, wasn't there a point where like the Lakers I mean, the, and the, the NBA's the NBA's promo for the playoffs doesn't even include LeBron yeah. or the Lakers, which yeah. is insane. Yeah, I think at one point Lakers and Celtics had like the same record. Yeah, uh, twenty-three and twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. Boy, wait, what? L- Lakers and Celtics at one point had the same record. Yeah, twenty. Oh, wow. It was twenty-three and twenty-four. Wow. Yeah. And now look, now insane. thirty-one and forty-four for the Lakers and forty-six, forty-seven, thirty-two and something. Mad, yeah. Man. That's, yeah, it's, that's, it's but that's the difference a, a good coach can. It, it's can insane it. seeing a yeah, LeBron led team. I'm, I'm complimenting. Yeah, you, I know. Why I you just look at me like that. Fuck, no, you look like winning to yeah. punch me. But now watching a LeBron led team be that far that far under 500 is oh, yeah. a trip, bro. Like yeah. it doesn't. It is crazy. When uh, especially when he played a lot of like yeah. a lot of time because well. he did miss that time of his knee. But like yeah, it's insane to see. And the the fact that like. They even had to. They even had to to stay competitive in that Pelicans game. They yeah. had to play LeBron like fucking forty yeah. minutes, and he had to put on. Fir, fir, he had to put up thirty nine points on a rolled ankle, yeah. and they still lost. Fans were getting excited about his, you know, his fifty point games and all of that, saying that okay, yeah, this is like LeBron's not going to let us miss. But that's an indictment that just to even be close in a game, yeah. he has he to score 50. fifty points at age thirty seven, exactly. just for you to be even close because of how bad your defense is. Like you'll see Russ go off, you'll see LeBron go off, and you get gas. But like, no, they, they have to have like Herculean efforts just to be close because yeah. of how terrible their defense is, how terrible their coaching is. So bad. Like this is just a terribly built team. Uh, there was comparisons to the twenty twelve, to the uh, to the Kobe, uh, the Kobe Dwight. Steve yeah. Nash Lakers, but or even the you know the Carl Malone uh, Gary Payton Lakers back in like 2003 when they lost was it 2003 or 2004 when they lost the Pistons, but either way, yeah, that's oh, disrespectful. That's yeah. disrespectful to those Lakers teams because both teams made the playoffs. at least made the playoffs with the 2004 one at least making the finals. You've got a whole you've got a whole new format that allows you know an extra three teams a chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> they might not even qualify for that. And it's that the same insane. format that LeBron criticized all those. Whoever made that, whoever made the play, needs to be fired. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. there's an alternate oh. universe out there somewhere where the the Lakers trade for Buddy Hield and LeBron w- wins his fifth ring. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like they went they went for talent over fit, and yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just never a good idea. So, yeah, so you know. The, not all the blame can f- fall on Frank Vogel. Ninety-eight percent of it, but yeah. obviously yeah, the, the, the front office, the front office, and the ownership because the yeah. ownership were too cheap. They didn't. They didn't want to pay. They bought the Rosen. They bought the Rosen. Yeah, well. both the Demar Rosen and the and keeping Caruso 
those are both money money decisions. Thank you, by the way, to the Los Angeles Lakers for, yeah, both, for both of those decisions. Yeah, yeah, they refused to give uh, Caruso like an extra like yeah five million. Well, yeah, or I think he's worth five. I think he, he even said like they gave him an original offer that was like insulting. Yeah. Then he asked for a little bit more, and they gave him a tiny bit more. And he, he said he was ready to accept it, but he would just look elsewhere. And obviously, like, the first offer that comes in actually kind of reflected his value. So yeah. then he thought, oh, okay, well, Yeah, I'm and then off. with DeMar, that whole thing, that whole situation was, we, that we just don't want to pay DeMar. Yeah. Like, they wanted to pay DeMar, like, a mid-level exception or something. Yeah, and he was happy to accept as well. He was happy to accept it. Like, he's, he, he said he's been very vocal in interviews. Yeah, that that, his that, his that first two choices were LA and... Well, both LA teams were his first two choices. Um, so, yeah, like, they both kind of bottled that. But this kind of goes back to when the Bulls were struggling to get uh, free agents, is that the last few years is, is all about... You ha- you've got these um, these big market teams moving like small market teams. Mm, yep. Like, how, how are the Lakers struggling to pay players when they're one of the biggest franchises in the world of any sport? Literally, yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's ridiculous. So yeah, they've got from top to bottom. They've just got a lot of issues that they need to work out. And it's not it's not going to be fixed in one off season. Yeah, and it's not going to yeah, be. And as much as Frank Vo- firing Frank Vogel will help, it it goes deeper. I think. So. I mean, LeBron might be a Lakers legend just on top of the fact that he just saved his franchise because it was kind of a poverty. Yep. And then he just decides to sign there, maybe for off off the court reasons. Yeah. And it's kind of made them look respectable, but he's hidden a lot of their issues that they that, that are a bit deeper than yeah, yeah on but, the court. but when we spoke earlier about the um the Warriors kind of teetering in between young and contenders um you saw the Lakers were in that predicament as well when they signed LeBron James they yeah, still had Lonzo Ball they still had Brandon Ingram yeah. and obviously they committed to that one way but they wanted to be contenders and yeah it, it resulted in the title right but now but f- four or four out of those five years or three out of those four years whatever that LeBron has been there, the Lakers have underperformed dr- drastically, yeah. and now they're set up for quite a bad future as well. You, yeah, you but can here's see them the going into poverty for for a while. Now. Here's the difference. There's because I because I just I just saw a video that that pretty pretty uh, greatly. There's a difference between so the idea of committing or the idea of you know trading away those young players was right, mm. but it's the execution of it because you didn't have to give up. You didn't have to. You're breathing into the mic, brother. Just, just saying. <laughs> so, so, so obviously they've had some young players over the years. You know, Julius Randle, DeAndre Russell. Yeah. You know, yeah. the three that were involved in the Pelicans trade. Yeah, you probably would have had to trade them away, or at least a few of them away. But the trades that they did were kind of unnecessary. If you, if you handle the Julius Randle trade better, maybe you don't have to give up as much mm. to uh, to get AD. You don't have to give up as much picks. Maybe you, you could have kept. What did they get for Julius Randle? Um, actually, I think they might have just let him go because it was with the Pelicans. Um, they might have just let him go. I think it was. Yeah, they let him go. I think. Yeah, so they. So I think they just let him go, with the. Uh, but yeah, they've made some trades that just haven't been great in execution. To where mm. it makes sense to trade that player away, but what you did, what what you traded, like a better front office, a better round front office, like with a uh, Masai Jiri or you know AK right now or Presti, might have made the same deal but been able to be a bit more efficient with mm. it. Whereas the Lakers just blindly give away players and just give away their picks with it. Yeah. Uh, so it's more the execution because. 
they kind of just go for big names and yeah. just they don't care as long as they get the player they get the player so it, yeah it doesn't uh, and it's not smart there's no rhyme what, or reason what's worse for Lakers now not to make play-in or losing play-in what would be the worst case I think at this point because they don't even have they don't have their picks anyway do they yeah so you might as well just, you might as well try yeah you, you gotta just try because you need to give your fan base like something yeah obviously they're not satisfied with anything underneath a championship but it's just a sour taste left in the, in like the mouths of everyone like yeah. to end the season if they if they don't even make the play in that's just gonna look even worse yeah, like, like coming out after, after you've made you, you know you've like you traded for Russell Westbrook to to visibly give up would just be like the, yeah. the icing on top of the cake of this season this but is like, September the top two <laughs> the top two favourites for the championship were the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers yeah, so that would yeah that would be a terrible look that would yeah. be a terrible look yeah and to be honest I I don't know about beating the Suns in the playoffs but I don't think I still don't think you can count out any LeBron led team for one game yeah so uh, there's at least that yes yeah sure. yeah All right, so let's quickly just do the underrated surprising at the end. So. Um, I just went with Giannis because I just found an interesting stat that he's shooting high percentage from um, mid-range than like Kyrie, LeBron, Zach Levine, Anthony Davis. Although Anthony Davis hasn't hit a mid-range since the bubble, so yeah, yeah. that's not that surprising. Um, but yeah, like Giannis is expanding his game. Clay Thompson, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum uh, shooting 42% from mid-range. So on a lot of attempts as well. Yeah, it's not, it's not a small sample size. Yeah. And um, that yeah. kind of put to bed the the James Harden uh, no skill comment. No skill. If I was seven foot, I'd also be da 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 whatever. Ever like, since he said that, <laughs> look at their careers since they, yeah. since he said that those comments. It's, it's almost like players can get better at stuff and like work on that. Yeah, game. it's almost like we yeah. don't have to hold people to the same reputation for yeah. like the next five years. It's crazy when you think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, but. Giannis's development every year of his career has been insane. Like, mm. I mean, he's improved drastically yeah, every sure. year for I, a big run. I mean, like when when he was first kind of like dominate when he made his first All Star team, everyone everyone said like, oh, imagine if he had a jump shot. Imagine if he had a jump shot. And now you see yeah. what happens when he has a jump shot. And like, now he has a three point yeah. point as well. Yeah. Yeah, and look like everyone wants to pull up stats. Yeah, forget the percentage. Just look at the confidence that he shoots with in the yeah. clutch. I saw. Yeah, there was a recent game where he iced the game like towards the yeah. end of the game with a mid, with, like, with a pull up. I've got that was a game. He does not hesitate anymore, and that that is the biggest thing. Yeah, because you could visibly see like the cogs turning in his head when he'd like load up a jump shot. It's like, should I be doing this kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. all the demons are gone. Look at him shooting free throws. Yeah. He does not take ten seconds anymore. And that's like, that's Mamba mentality. Yeah, right there. the mindset yeah. shift is insane, and like. There's a lot of players in the league where we we're left hoping like oh if they could do this if they could do that look at the parallel between Giannis and Ben Simmons there was the same mm. questions throughout their careers and look look like it, this is not something we should be taking for granted yeah like, for sure a player like that a generation a generational talent like that being able to put yeah. in the work he's he's gifted physically but the work that he's putting in is second to none so yeah yeah that's insane to see and I think he's cementing himself as the best player in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I I always put it like this that I think Giannis is the best NBA player, but 
not necessarily the most talented. I think that's either Jokic or Luka. But like that's yeah, that's yeah. the argument of who's talented versus yeah, the best. Because exactly. Giannis has that domination factor that mm-hmm. uh, Jokic maybe doesn't have. But yeah. although well, Jokic Jok- is dominant, like, he, 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 he probably <laughs> does. Have that. Yeah, yeah. He probably, he but, does, but, but in a different way. But I mean, that's like, what yeah, separates like physical domination. It's what like, separates I the good from do the, anything yeah. to stop this guy. It's what separates the good from the great. Because there's a lot of players in NBA history that. They had they're more talented than a lot of the all time greats, but mm. are they putting in that work mm. that surpasses talent? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, he's ma- you can you can't say that Giannis isn't maximizing his ability. Yeah. yeah. And expanding upon it as well. So Yeah, yeah. He's getting everything out of it. Yeah. So uh yeah, for me, I'm going with uh Kay Cunningham. Uh he's quickly making a case for Ricky D, especially yeah. with Mo- the recent announcement of Mobley being out. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of having a run uh, a little bit like, uh, you know, Trey Young in, in the first year. So obviously he came into the season a little bit late uh, and obviously it's difficult. A lot of a lot of guards struggled to make an instant impact. But since around all, like halfway through the year, he's been balling. And this last week, mm-hmm. you know, 24 point, yeah, 25 points, seven assists. Uh, he showed out against the Nets. I think they did lose, but, you know, he, he dropped 34 points, six assists. But just watching him play, uh, you can just see that the skill, the talent level uh, on both ends of the court. Yeah. He's guarding everyone. He's guarding Kyrie, KD, and uh, yeah, the potential is is limitless. I, I remember um, the Bulls played him recently, and I was, I was so shocked at like how how matured he looked. Yeah. Like he didn't look like a rookie at all. He looked so confident in his own ability, um, and just like so measured and. Um, he had, had a lot of patience and stuff like that. So he, he looks like he's been in the NBA for for ages. Yeah. Um, and the Pistons have a lot of, obviously not this off season because like the, the free agents this year are terrible, but they have a lot of cap space coming up. So if, yeah. if Kay Cunningham can continue to develop and establish himself as one of the top three, five point guards in this league in the next two to three years, you might you might see some stars wanting to come play with him in Detroit. Yeah, and the, yeah. the youth they've got there as well. It's like, nice. They have Marvin Bagley's yeah. having a renaissance mm-hmm. yeah. in, um, in Detroit. So league Bay as well. Yeah, Sadiq Bay's nice, yeah. Yeah, my surprising player is Dejounte Murray because he's been balling out and no one's talking about him. Is it a surprise, though? Underrated. Uh, underrated. Yeah, underrated yeah, way. Be, because yeah. he's, like, back-to-back 33-point games. Like, he's pushing Spurs to play in. Mm. And no one's talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, his last five games, he's averaging 25 points, eight uh, rebounds, eight assists. Yeah. And he's, all season, he's been, like, killing it. And yeah, if you, he if deserves you, that All Star. He, he deserves that that All Star yeah, recognition. Yeah, he deserves that. Yeah. And yeah. Take notes, Wiggins. Take notes. <laughs> and if you look at the player, like the team around him, yeah, it's actually like the, the Spurs are not that deep at all. Like, so he's doing a lot with a little. So yeah, yeah. Right. so he's been like fair like, play, fair great, play. To but like the fact that like no one's literally talking about him apart mm. from like probably Spurs fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, all right, crazy. let's push on because uh, we, we we're in our first segment. <laughs> so we have to give the camera back in like twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's quickly talk about Rob Williams. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's a really that's, real that's tough. tough. Obviously, 
it's not as. <laughs> it's, <right. laughs> it's about to hyperventilate. When you message man. like, oh, I probably might be staring. Tissues. When, when you when you, we had the news and you message, oh, I was probably tearing up. I was at work on my break and was yeah. staring up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that so is terrible timing, man. It's terrible timing. Yeah. It's unfortunate. At least. You know, there's a path for him to return. Is it six to eight weeks? Uh, four, four to six. Four to, four to six. six. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we just hope that um, the the Celtics are still in the in the playoffs. Yeah. And, just, and the yeah. fact, like with the Celtics, like 2017. Yeah, uh, they haven't had a healthy like, run. Yeah. <laughs> 17. Uh, Isaiah Thomas injury. 18. Kyrie injury. 19. Smart injury. I mean, you can go 20. further back than that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much exactly. Since, since uh, 2008. Yeah, pretty much since 2008. Every had, season, someone it. gets injured before the playoffs. Hey, bro, I can relate, man, with the Thunder, bro. Yeah, it's tough, man. It, it always comes at the wrong time as well. Yeah, especially it's like he's like such a big factor on our yeah. defence yeah well, you've lost two two since you've lost him right yes. and you only lost like two since January or something like that mm. or like yeah. five or whatever but yeah. you know what I mean like um, it's it's like the Jazz losing Rudy Gobert or something like that like yes yeah, it's like I would say similar def- defensive anchor yeah. like adds so much like you, you we were saying this off camera like he, he he has that that presence where you don't even want to try and go into the paint yeah. when he's there. Because um, in the last two games, like yeah, like against Toronto, like we had a four star as yeah. well. But like yesterday against Miami, like Miami just going to the paint. Mm. Yeah, that's why bigs get so much uh, extra recognition in in uh, defensive player yeah. of the year voting because when you have a big at that level that's that deterrent in the paint, it. Firstly, your other defenders are so much better because they have the confidence that, okay, I can be aggressive as possible because if I get beat, yeah. I've got him in the paint. Yeah, exactly. And then on the other side, you've got players that just don't even want to take layups or you know, they, they hesitate when yeah. they're in the air because they don't want to get blocked. So, yeah, yeah that's, a big, that's a big loss. Yeah, Rob Williams is second in, in blocks, total blocks, and he had averaging 2.2 blocks per game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's games where he gets seven blocks, so like, that's normal to him because like, yeah. he's so good. It's like, he also yeah. like just never takes a jump shot, so he's like insanely efficient as well. Well, he takes some like one every ten games. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's just insanely. Efficient. And he's a very huge lob threat as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because he can jump. Yeah, he's insanely athletic. Yeah. Nah, it's just he, a tough one, but yeah, hopefully he gets back soon. Right? Yeah, hopefully we get balls uh, in the first one. Hopefully, <laughs> I can't wait for Vooch to average thirty on the Grant, Grant Williams. Al Horford. Oh shit. <laughs> He's not that average though against yeah. Al Horford. And whatever big that the Celtics have are going to average 40 on, <laughs> on, on boots. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, we can go because we, we, we just had that. Uh, we, we just talked about Rudy Gobert, so we can talk about the Utah Jazz air struggles, which are oh, they're crushing. Free falling. They're free falling, man. Like, this has been a bit of a point of contention pretty much since. Uh, since his fateful moment, you know, during the start of the pandemic. Uh, oh my god. That's not gonna sound good though, dude. Yeah, that's gonna sound bad. <laughs> Just slap the shit out of that mic. <laughs> Been taking Call notes. me Will Smith, yeah. man. Call me Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh it's it's a it's a tough situation there because uh, there's there's been drama there's been drama within that within that organization yeah. for a while between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and you never want your top two players the cornerstones of your franchise to be to be having any awkwardness let alone beef so uh, yeah Demich he, he expresses post game you know during that 25 point collapse uh, 
he, he was really vocal about his disappointment. And then early in the season, you had Gobert calling out Donovan Mitchell and the other guards saying, look at De- look at Devin Booker, he plays defense. That's what you want out of your guards and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, they're, they're not looking great. You know, normally they're in that top three of the conference. And so we can overlook, even though no one ever believes in them. Yeah. They're, they're like, they're, they're a regular season sport. team. Yeah. As, uh, who is it? Was it, uh, yeah, Terrence Mann said to Bruce Brown in that live. Uh, and Terrence Mann can say anything about the Utah Jazz after that playoff performance. <laughs> yeah. He, he, For sure. He, he's got part ownership with, with D Wade there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough situation for them because what, what changes can they make? Because now that, now that they've made, uh, Rudy Gobert like the highest paid player in NBA history uh, what room is there to really do anything I mean you just gotta try and I think Donovan Mitchell probably hurt his trade value with what he said the other day because now it's, well, we already knew he kind of was not gonna be there too long term because yeah. he never looked hap- too happy there has he not signed an extension I, I'm, I'm not sure but um, I feel like he has because if, if he's on a long term deal then his like his uh, trade value is going to be even if he demands a trade his trade value I think it still affects it though because you know a star a star that you know wants out is probably still less valuable than a star that you know wants to be there not if uh, not if he's on a like a decently sizable yeah. deal because yeah. he's not yeah. I don't see him doing a Ben Simmons like that's not gonna happen. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Like he would probably he still just play. He so unhappy there. Yeah. He would probably still play, but um yeah, he'd he'd play but wanted like demand a trade still. Yeah, he signed a five year deal. Yeah. He signed a five year deal. Hundred sixty three million. Just last season. Okay. So So he's 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 probably there so for even a if, I think a team would get at least three years out of him. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. But then but then, as a young talent, that's uh, that's, that's a great so answer. you so you've paid you've paid your two stars that much, yeah. But yeah. they they obviously yeah, can't they win. Don't they like they don't like each other, and they they haven't really shown that they can win together. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Yeah, because you have two options here. You trade Donovan Mitchell, who has the highest value, but then who who are you trading him for? Because yeah, I saw I saw something on Twitter the other day. Someone said Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell in the first. I think they'd get they'd get they'd ask for way more. Than yeah, that. that doesn't push the needle. Yeah, that doesn't because if you're if you're making a trade, you want a different situation than you have right now. Yeah. Or what's the point? And then if you go the other route of trading Gobert with that contract, like who who's trading who's trading who's for, who's that? Trade for that? Because Gobert, his impact is undeniable, but you can get similar, similar impact impact for, for a lot less yeah. like, in terms of centers. Center is a pretty deep position in terms of yeah. not at that, not at the Embiid and Jokic and Kalafi Towns like, level, but throughout the league for for the yeah for the role yeah. that for the, for being a, ro- a lob threat and a rim, and a rim protector, you can get there's a lot of there's a yeah. lot of like bigs in the league. My, <coughs> Miles Turner, you got um, Mitchell Robinson, like yeah, people like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. so that's not that's, that's definitely not a you know. <laughs> Top player, top paid player of all time yeah. level yeah. Uh, impact there. So it's yeah, you're in a tough, you're in a tough situation. Yeah, I think I think they'll just keep doing what they've been doing, like 50 win seasons and then <laughs> play when play when well in regular season and yeah, literally. Out in the allowed, but how long is yeah? How, Donovan Mitchell's not going to stamp out for that for too long. But oh, that's yeah. but, but we've just said he can't move, so it's like yeah. What, like, what do they do? Yeah, it could be interesting to see. Well, if he puts the pressure on them, then obviously you have to make yeah. the move. That's what, at that's that what point, I mean. that's what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. Tough. Rudy Gobert is just that's that's that contract is the 
is the biggest issue. And speaking to that, I wonder what Dwayne Wade thinks of his investment now. Well, if he ends up on the heat, then something fishy. <laughs> something fishy. <laughs> sure. If he ends up on the heat, Dwayne Wade's gonna pack his bag for him. But <laughs> <laughs> D Wade, yeah, because. <laughs> If D Wade signed just so he could get his son on the G League team and Donovan Mitchell to the Heat, that I mean Pat Riley's influence on this league, that's man, fully chess. That's some J Prince level yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. impact there. But uh, but speaking you, on these, because with uh, Gobert's contract, speaking of these uh, super these uh, supermax contracts, what what effect do you think that's had on the league? Because a lot of these situations, they've just kind of. Put uh, players in untradeable mm. situations because a yeah. lot of the players that have signed it, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, Gobert, a lot of these players have ended up in situations where it's just hard to to move on to move because even if you're a great player, it's just a lot of money to to pay one player. Yeah, and it, and it also means that like it's so hard to trade to try and even trade for these yeah. players. And they were brought about to help small market teams, but then it puts a small market team in a situation where. They can't afford the rest of like to yeah. build the rest yeah. of their roster, so it's it's tough. Yeah, that's why like that's why I think drafting has become even more important because you can have like you see like John Morant in a small market, but because the Grizzlies have drafted so well with Desmond Bain, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, because they've drafted so well, they can have a lot of elite players for cheap. So yeah. that I think yeah. it puts a, a, a bigger importance on, on drafting well. And the window to win isn't quite as big as you might think because you kind of need to start capitalizing on the talent of the young players before they hit the extension. Mm, before yeah. they hit the extension, because at that point, then you you really have you have to win by that point, or you're not going to be able to keep all your players because yeah. it's really a timing thing. So there's more pressure. Do you yeah. think that means there's more pressure on young NBA stars? More pressure on the organisation yeah, more than the, the than the start mm-hmm. on the team itself, because you only have a you only have a short window of time before you have to extend everyone. Because for the the Suns, for example, because they've started so early, now they can afford to go get a Chris Paul mm-hmm. and you know do that yeah. go that route. But if 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 it took them even three years l- later, then they'd already have had you know. Um, Maybe Aiton maxed out. Maybe Devin Booker also maxed out, and that bridges on more, on money, a, on yeah. a, on more yeah. money. So that makes it more difficult. So it's it's a tough one, and a front office makes all the difference. Yeah, hundred percent. It's the difference between you know winning a title and kind of being stuck with the Jazz yeah. right now. And the, Quinn Snyder could he be could he be poached? I've seen a lot of Lakers yeah. fans very hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I mean the Lakers, if they even if they run it back next year with Quinn Snyder, like that makes all the difference. Hundred percent for sure. I mean, so because like yeah. Quinn Snyder is one one of the elite coaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, no disrespect to NBA champion Frank Vogel, but <laughs> <laughs> NBA champion Frank Vogel. Yeah, but okay, yeah. We so we spoke about we spoke about the about the jar that situation about how their um their young players are. are Showing out to be yeah. incredible, so let's talk about let's talk about that because there's a narrative right now. Uh, without Jar, the Grizzlies are 19 and two for the season. Uh, obviously, there's a bit of context to some of those games. Um, I think majority of majority games. of those games, a lot the of, other team yeah. didn't have their stars. Yeah, but let's just talk about the argument of just no. It's not even about Jar. Just just the overall argument every year that we get about player X isn't that great. 
their team is so much better with like so stupid. It's such a dumb argument because you're you're penalizing the player for them having a competent front office that builds yeah. a team that doesn't solely depend on them. Yeah. Because we've already seen this with I don't know LeBron, uh, Westbrook. A lot of the time, those teams are built to where they just can't do anything without, without those two players. Player. And I think and that's, that's not what, a good model. But that's what yeah. has tricked NBA fans. Because, yeah. like, you see LeBron gets praised for carrying a team. You see Westbrook gets praised for... Obviously, obviously they're going to get praised for this, but, like, of course. they get praised for this 30-point triple-double season. Like, a player shouldn't have to do that if the front office is good. Yeah. But it's great for them that they can do that yeah. and that they do do that. But, like, look at Curry... First thing that happened when his players are out, ooh, can Curry carry a team? Yeah. We're saying that about a three-time champion, a two-time MVP, that his legacy is on the line in a season where no, like, he's playing with G League players yeah. because can he carry a team? But if I'm a, if I'm a front office, do I, want, do I want a floor raiser or do I want a ceiling raiser? You want a ceiling raiser. You want a ceiling raiser because that's what that's championships at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so that's it's just a dumb argument. I mean, even uh, there was a lot to said about um, those years when KD was there uh, because there was there was points where Curry was injured or KD was injured and they would compare the record like when Curry's out or when KD's out. It's just dumb. It's like, like saying because the Grizzlies have a better record. Without Jar, yeah. Like, what are you trying to say? Are you gonna like sit him in the playoffs or something? Like, bring him yeah. off the bench what, or something? Like, like, what exactly are you trying to say? Yeah. I understand it when um, they're talking about MVP discussion for that season. Like, oh, look at Jokic; they need him desperately for yeah. them yeah. to even win. Whereas uh, Jar's team can handle without him. But that's such a different argument as well, though, because exactly. like the health of the Nuggets. Yeah. Like obviously they're missing option two and three. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. But if you're just talking strictly about a player's ability or a player's impact, it's just it's irrelevant. Mm. Yeah. It's just truly really irrelevant. So I, I yeah, I get tired of that argument. And like the, it's not like the Grizzlies were like the Grizzlies were still a top three seed with John Moran. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was a massive reason why they won a lot of those games. Like I think of like the forty point the forty point games, like they don't win those without Jar. Yeah, like the team oh, will yeah. have literally like a better record over the sample size. Obviously, nineteen and two. That's that's quite big. That's mad. But like, if the rest of the season, like they're still on a 60, 70 like percentage of, of wins over a bigger sample size against better teams, like what are we doing here? But you, and like, this is the problem with like NBA fans and NBA media, like. You should look at that and just be full of praise with the Grizzlies. Like, like, oh, great! This yeah. means the Grizzlies are like are legit. They're legit. Like yeah. they are they're legit. They're are, not. Are we ready to call the Grizzlies contenders? No. It's th- so difficult, man. I think it's they so need difficult. to. I think they're the, playoffs. They're right? just they're just the unknown team this year. Yeah, they're the unknown. Yeah. We, we don't know what their ceiling is, but like from what they've shown, the Nuggets they're showing contender form, right? They're yeah. kind of where the Nuggets were like a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But like we should be praising that instead. Like the Grizzlies have fast tracked this rebuild. Like, exactly. Maybe. We should be saying, okay, th- like Taylor Jenkins. Should this be is up exactly. Coach this is exactly what you want. You want your team to not be dependent on, on one player. I would have loved, I would have loved if uh, over the years when Katie and, and Westbrook were out, we we could still win because that gives you more confidence in your team as mm. a whole that they can adjust. Well, it's like you saw you saw the true version of the Bulls when we had all our injuries, right? Like mm-hmm. Billy Donovan yeah. couldn't find a system that could could adapt with that, and I think that's also the difference between an average coach and a good coach is making it work when it's not going for you. And Taylor Jenkins has done that, um, you know, by giving Desmond Bain more shots and and, and things like that. So. 
um, Taylor Jenkins, we, me and Matt were speaking about, I think he has a really good chance of being coach of the year. Yeah, yeah. Really good Absolutely. chance. But we also did say that if Monty he took it away from Money Williams, like, that would be, Money Williams that would be so harsh. If he goes back-to-back years and yeah, not winning. Exactly. Like, just think about Money Williams' run since that, that bubble, like that bubble year. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's keep going with the with the narratives. We're at that time of the season. We're at that time of the season where everyone gets bored mm. and everyone decides... Oh, Chris Paul's the real MVP. Uh, <laughs> like, we, like, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing here? Like, Booker, the Booker agenda, the, the but Tatum agenda, the what, whatever it is, like whatever player it is. What I don't get about the the um, the Booker one is like. Everyone's saying that people are disrespecting Devin Booker. So no, no one ever disrespect. Yeah, like exactly. no one says, no one disrespects Devin Booker. Look, this is how like, everyone this is knows how, how this works. You yeah. know why? Because no one uh, statements don't put his stats after the game, so that disrespect. <laughs> every every fan base feels slighted by every. You know what I mean? Yeah. But look, if for like the last five years everyone's been saying, oh, like Booker's so disrespected, he's like the Mamba level player. If everyone's saying it. Then it's not. Yeah. If everyone True. says Drew Holiday is underrated, is he underrated? No. Because everyone is saying it, so yeah. we all agree that he's at that level. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what what are we like? What are we doing here, man? And then, uh, and then we have the little discussion about uh, the All NBA, the All NBA sports, and and the voting of that. And now Jokic and Embiid are both eligible for forward and center sports. But last year it didn't happen. Like yeah. they both were one and two, and that didn't happen. An award is not good if the if the criteria changes every single year. Then that that just ruins the legitimacy of it. Yeah. Like yeah. you, then, you were talking about with um, Tatum with the guard, yeah, guard forward, forward sports. Demar's down for the same as well. You right. even need to establish. You even need to establish something where because yeah, with Jokic and Embiid, neither of them have played. Any forward minutes this season? Yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I don't think so. If you do this, so. just get rid of positions. Yeah. If you're gonna do exactly. this, just get rid of the because positions. who who who's to say like just being so you've got two bush, players like. here. You've got two players here that haven't played any forward posi- forward minutes, but you've seen all that. Like it's subjective. Yes, we we both know that they're the top two candidates for yeah. MVP. Yeah, but it's still subjective. You can't make that decision like towards the last month of the season. Just decide. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make them eligible. Like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Because then, why why are Curry and Westbrook and uh, James Harden not all three of them? They should have all been uh, eligible in the 2017 season for uh, put make make Harden eligible for forward. Then so all three of them <laughs> yeah. are there. Like let's just have the top 15 players represent the top uh, NBA all NBA teams. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's so that's dumb, the way man. it needs to go. And I think that would add more credibility to it as well. Like if if. If it was top 15 NBA players and I saw someone's basketball reference, they got all NBA. Yeah. I would I would think that's more impressive. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. Yeah, top 15. Because yeah. you, you were saying earlier about how who was it that missed out because they got like someone got more Jason votes. Tatum. Than Jason, yeah, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Yeah. yeah. Tatum got more overall votes, but as you said, he didn't get as many guard votes. Because yeah, guard well, yes. Yeah. Like, what what are we doing when when we're doing stuff? Especially like that? if you're gonna pick and choose each year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that cost Tatum three million. Yeah, that's the biggest thing as well. Because this, he was co- saying, this has contract implications yeah. because you said three million. How much did you say? I think it was three. He said he's talking about uh, in the, yeah. on JJ's Well, podcast. you're saying three million. Well, that's the difference between some people being eligible for a super max and a max. Yeah. So that that can be a hundred million. Yeah, it's mad. And imagine missing out a hundred million because you're not a forward. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. No, it, it might be more, but yeah, like, still. You, you basically... And uh, apparently, like, Tatum said that one of the voters said, oh, I don't like his short selections, that's why I didn't vote for him. Yeah, that's the biggest thing <laughs> as well. I don't like that they're in charge of it when you. these are the same voters that... Um, these are the same voters that didn't vote Clay for All-NBA defense for, like, half a decade, that... You've got Ramona Shelbourne who's like, oh, I vote, I vote based on narrative. <laughs> you got Rachel Nichols back in the day. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Rachel Nichols. But she got cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> she got banished. She got packed yeah. up. But she said... Um, Company what did she say? Ilyasova. Rick Bozo. But yeah, she said... Um, what did she say? That LeBron should be considered for MVP that season because the Lakers had to deal with Kobe's death. Like... You know what I mean? This is, this is who's in charge of the voting, and they're in charge of the criteria. They're in charge of these contract yeah. in negotiations and everything like that. So you need to take it more seriously because it has contract implications. It has legacy implications. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, these are the things that are left behind. Like when, like when we 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 didn't watch a world play. So all we have is the stats. Like a few generations down the line. One player is going to have more all NBA selections than the other, and, and that's going to be taken into account yeah. without the context. Yeah. So these things are, these things matter. I think I think next week we should do our all NBA. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. But we should get rid of positions. Just do so basically top fifteen. Yeah. yeah, we'll just do our top fifteen. Three teams. Got it. Yeah, let's go. Let's and with that. Well, yeah, make sure you tune in for that. But with that, we are done. Bit of a lengthy one, but. Pause, pause, because pause, pause. Josh needs to run to get return the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with that, we're out. Peace. Peace.